What's up, you beautiful bastards? Hope you've been a fantastic Tuesday. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show, and let's just jump into it. And the first thing we're gonna talk about today is a story that makes me wonder, was the internet a mistake? You know, because all the good that has been ushered in thanks to this technological marvel, I mean, it has also brought a new level of stupid. You know, we've seen people do things like eat Tide Pods and blindfold themselves with a bird box challenge and walk into traffic. And now it appears we have a new dumbass viral trend, and that is tampering with things in grocery stores. Now, a lot of this started thanks to a video that went viral a little over a week ago where you can see a girl licking a tub of Bluebell ice cream and then putting it back into the freezer. You know, this story blew up on social. It got picked up all over the place. You had Bluebell saying that they were going to work with authorities to find the ice cream liquor, and actually, she was eventually found. They located the store in the video, identifying it as one in Lufkin, Texas. Lufkin police have also identified the girl, which apparently was also a little bit hard because there were a lot of imitators online. But Lufkin police did identify the girl. They said that she's a minor. She's 17 years old, and so the situation will now be looked at by the juvenile justice system. So that's the situation around this woman, but that is not where this story ends. And so what we have seen, in addition to and polar opposite of the people who were outraged by this video, is we now have copycats. More videos of people licking ice cream and then putting it back in the freezer have gone viral. Some even touching it, putting their hands in the container before putting it back. And also, unsurprisingly, rightfully so, there are people getting in legal trouble as well. One of the copycat videos was a man in Louisiana who was touching and licking ice cream, and according to a local news station, he was arrested and is being held on charges of unlawful posting of criminal activity for notoriety and publicity and criminal mischief for allegedly tampering with property. But even still, it looks like even though there are these consequences for some of the perpetrators, it's not really stopping everyone. And for those out there like, well, I don't even buy ice cream, it's not just ice cream. People putting their nasty in all kinds of grocery store products. One viral video showing someone taking Listerine off the shelf, gargling it, spitting it back into the container. We've seen people sharing a video of someone spitting into a jug of Arizona sweet tea, and people recirculated this video of a girl burping on grocery store items. You know, the internet has had some pretty strong reactions to all of this. You've had people outraged, disgusted, obviously there were jokes and memes. People have also noted some apparent preventative measures that have been taken. For example, there was a local news station in Texas who shared a photo of police officers guarding an ice cream freezer. There's also this photo of what appears to be an ice cream freezer locked up and requiring employee assistance to open it up that made its way around Reddit and Twitter. As far as my reaction to all of this, I mean, well, one, to the people that are actually making these videos, they're actually genuinely doing these things. I think you're disgusting, pathetic idiots. Two, if you're one of the people out there that you are now genuinely scared to get something from the store, I've seen a lot of tweets like that. Just make sure you're buying something that has a seal like that, that tea. If it's broken, you definitely shouldn't drink it. If you get ice cream, there are a lot of ice creams out there that have the, the seal on top of it. But also, three, I feel like this trend could actually have legs. And what I mean by that is this trend is primed for legal trolling. The people doing these things most likely do not care about the negative attention. They kind of just want to pop, be able to say that they, they made people react in a certain way, and for some reason that makes them feel like they have value in this world. It's very sad, but understandably it is a product of our time. And looking at the situation, I can't help but wonder what's to stop someone from, if they just want to troll the internet, what's to stop someone from legally purchasing a product and then faking that they're doing this to a publicly available product. But then once they stop recording, they take the product that they legally purchased, that they owned, that only they will consume out of the store. But at the same time, you could easily argue that is not a harmless act. Because just like we saw with fake pranks in the past, copycats, there were people that then genuinely tried to do those things. And actually, well, last second update to this story. The man who was arrested in Louisiana, who went to jail, who is now released, claims that he purchased that product, was told by the store clerk that he could actually get a discount on another ice cream, went back to the freezer, didn't see an ice cream me like filmed the video as a joke, and then never put the ice cream actually back into the freezer. But a spokesman for the sheriff's office reportedly said that the office believes Martin licked the ice cream before, not after paying for it, and telling the Washington Post at that point he is not the owner of the product. But hey, ultimately, that's where we are with the situation right now. It's another day, just a different version of stupid. But that said, I would of course love to know your thoughts 
on all this stupid. Then in a celeb controversy news quickie, you had Nicki Minaj. Minaj and several others had come under fire because they were part of a specific festival that was coming up, specifically Jeddah World Fest in Saudi Arabia. After it was announced that she'd be going to this festival, there were a lot of reactions, and in there, there was a good amount of outrage, with many urging Nicki Minaj to pull out of this event. And among those, you had the Human Rights Foundation who sent a letter to Nicki, saying if you move forward with this performance for a festival sponsored by the Crown Prince, you will be in league with the people who respond to freedom of expression and thought with murder. Also noting Saudi Arabia's oppression of women, even with now more relaxed laws. Reportedly pointing out that while Minaj has celebrated the LGBT community during Pride Week in June, being gay is punishable by death in Saudi Arabia. And the news today is it appears that the, the backlash, the outrage, or just kind of the pleas to change course have worked. With Nicki Minaj reportedly saying in a statement, after careful reflection, I have decided to no longer move forward with my scheduled concert at Jeddah World Fest. Adding, while I want nothing more than to bring my show to fans in Saudi Arabia, after better educating myself on the issues, I believe it is important for me to make clear my support for the rights of women, the LGBTQ community, and freedom of expression. So it appears that the headliner for this event has now pulled out. And so the question becomes, will she be the only one, or are we going to see others drop out now too? With a lot of people right now seemingly looking at DJ Steve Aoki and Liam Payne. As of recording this video, they're still scheduled to appear. That could change. But if they still did perform there, they would be in no way the only kind of celebrities to do so in recent history. In the last few months, reportedly, there have been performances by Mariah Carey, Enrique Iglesias, The Black Eyed Peas, Sean Paul, Tiesto, and more. But ultimately, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, Nicki Minaj is a big name. It's very possible that we'll see others follow suit. Or, I mean, given the news cycle, this could just go away. And then let's talk about the huge news around billionaire hedge fund manager and financier Jeffrey Epstein. If you didn't see, on Saturday, Epstein was arrested for alleged sex trafficking and set to stand trial on Monday. And on Monday, yesterday, prosecutors in Manhattan charged Epstein with sex trafficking and sex trafficking conspiracy. And according to the indictment, Epstein sexually exploited and abused dozens of minor girls at his homes in Manhattan, New York, and Palm Beach, Florida, among other locations. The indictment goes on to say that from 2002 to 2005, Epstein enticed and recruited minors to, quote, engage in sex acts with him, after which he would give the victims hundreds of dollars in cash. Continuing, Epstein also paid certain of his victims to recruit additional girls to be similarly abused by Epstein. According to the indictment, the victims were as young as 14 years old at the time that they were abused by Epstein, who, quote, intentionally sought out minors and knew that many of his victims were, in fact, under the age of 18, including because, in some instances, minor victims expressly told him their age. The indictment also said that Epstein worked and conspired with others, including employees and associates who facilitated his conduct by, among other things, contacting victims and scheduling their sexual encounters with Epstein. And if he's found guilty, Epstein could face up to 45 years in prison, which, on that note, during his court appearance on Monday, he pleaded not guilty to the charges. But then, shortly after that, the Justice Department released a memo saying that federal agents had raided Epstein's New York mansion and found, quote, at least hundreds and perhaps thousands of sexually suggestive photographs of fully or partially nude females. Continuing, some of the nude or partially nude photographs appear to be of underage girls, including at least one girl who, according to her counsel, was underage at the time the relevant photographs were taken. Also a big note here, after the news of Epstein's arrest broke, it was reported that prosecutors said several other women contacted them with complaints about Epstein. This, including some accusers who had reportedly never previously spoken to the government. Also, if this story is giving you feelings of deja vu, you're not wrong. For years, you've had Epstein being accused of preying on minors in court cases and in police complaints. An investigation was first opened back in 2005 after the parents of an accuser in Florida went to the police, and that investigation very quickly just became massive. According to documents reviewed by the Miami Herald, by 2008, federal prosecutors had identified 36 underage victims. Going on to say that investigators found evidence of abuse dating back to 2001 and that Epstein had abused girls as young as 13. The Herald also identified about 80 women who said that they were sexually abused by Epstein and ultimately located about 
60 of those women. We saw federal prosecutors in Miami prepare a huge 53-page federal indictment against Epstein, and if he was found guilty, he could have actually faced life in prison. But then, in 2008, prosecutors negotiated what people have called a last-minute secret deal with Epstein's lawyers. And under that deal, Epstein pleaded guilty to just two prostitution charges and was only sentenced to 13 months in jail. But also, that sentence is somewhat misleading. And the reason I say that is because he was given work release privileges, which allowed him to leave six days a week for 12 hours a day. So that's a thing that apparently can happen. Also, reportedly, that deal protected any co-conspirators. And notably, the prosecutors also didn't tell the victims that they were presenting this deal until after it was approved. And so unsurprisingly, this decision caused a massive uproar. You had tons of people condemning the Justice Department for mishandling the case, which also has faced litigation from Epstein's accusers over the years. And it wasn't until February of this year that the Justice Department finally opened its own internal review into the decision. Now, since the 2008 deal, some have claimed that Epstein was able to get off so easy because he's a powerful and influential man. And also because he prides himself on his long list of even more powerful and influential friends. Right, among other high-profile and powerful people, Epstein's circle of friends included former President Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. And of note, he had relationships with both Clinton and Trump during the years that he was accused of sexually abusing minors. And these are close ties, not just passing acquaintances. After his term, Clinton had flown on Epstein's private plane several times for work involving the Clinton Foundation. But also around this, his office released a statement that he, quote, knows nothing about the crimes Epstein has been accused of. President Trump's ties to Epstein also go a while back, with reports of Trump attending parties hosted by Epstein and Epstein visiting Mar-a-Lago. In 2002, Trump gave a statement to New York Magazine about Epstein, saying, I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. No doubt about it. Jeffrey enjoys his social life. Also, there's an Epstein-Trump connection regarding accusations. Back in 2016, Trump was sued by a woman who claimed that Trump raped her in 1994 when she was 13 years old. And this alleged incident is said to have occurred at a party hosted by Epstein. Now, of massive note here, that lawsuit has been dropped. The woman saying that she dropped it because she was receiving threats. But still, you have people citing the aspect of the connection, pointing out that she dropped the lawsuit, that it was not dismissed. But on the Trump side of this, in 2017, an attorney for the Trump organization said that Trump, quote, had no relationship with Mr. Epstein and had no knowledge whatsoever of his conduct, but also beyond Trump himself, other officials in his administration have also been linked to Epstein. Yesterday, Attorney General William Barr said that he was going to recuse himself from Epstein's sex trafficking case, specifically citing the fact that he had previously worked at a law firm Epstein had used in the past. But then, this morning, Barr decided not to recuse himself from the case. Instead, he will reportedly just be recused from the department's review of the 2008 plea deal that Epstein reached with prosecutors. Which actually brings us to the other member of Trump's administration who was implicated in the Epstein case. The prosecutor that agreed to give Epstein, a man who was facing life in prison just 13 months was Alexander Acosta, who is now Trump's labor secretary. Which, on the note of Acosta this morning, we saw him respond to the situation in a tweet saying, the crimes committed by Epstein are horrific, and I am pleased that New York prosecutors are moving forward with a case based on new evidence. And that tweet coming out after top Democrats have called for Acosta to resign. Yesterday, you had Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi tweeting, Acosta must step down. As U.S. attorney, he engaged in an unconscionable agreement with Jeffrey Epstein, kept secret from courageous young victims, preventing them from seeking justice. This was known by POTUS when he appointed him to the cabinet. Also, just this morning, we saw Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer call for Trump to fire Acosta if he doesn't resign. I am calling on Secretary Acosta to resign. It is now impossible for anyone to have confidence in Secretary Acosta's ability to lead the Department of Labor. If he refuses to resign, President Trump should fire him. We also saw Republican Ted Cruz respond, also kind of becoming part of the story. There's a clip where he's asked by a Fox News anchor if he thought Acosta should resign. Cruz didn't outright answer the question, but said, yeah, I'm concerned about the allegations, but the Department of Justice has an ongoing investigation. I think we should find out what happened. I, I think we should have imposed okay. the toughest penalty we could have based on the evidence, and, and I think we need to inquire if we did that. You had places like Daily Caller putting out the headline. Ted Cruz asked if Alex Acosta should resign. He dodges multiple times. We also heard from President Trump today 
today who talks about an alleged falling out with Epstein years ago, as well as saying that he felt badly for Acosta. I had a falling out with him a long time ago. I don't think I've spoken to him for 15 years. Uh, I wasn't a fan. I was not, yeah, a long time ago. I'd say maybe 15 years. Uh, I was not a fan of his. That I can tell you. I was not a fan of his. So uh, I feel very badly, actually, for Secretary Acosta because... I've known him as being somebody that works so hard and has done such a good job. I feel very badly about that whole situation. Epstein's due back in court on Thursday, but we have conflicting statements coming from his lawyer and the prosecutor. His lawyer is claiming that everything had been settled in 2008, saying to us this indictment is essentially a do-over. This is old stuff. This is ancient stuff. But you have the prosecutor saying that the agreement from 2008 is only bound in the Southern District of Florida. And ultimately, that is where we are with the story right now. My eyes are glued to it. As far as my opinion, okay, so this is separate from the, the regular news telling. I think and hope that Epstein and anyone who is a co-conspirator, anyone who enabled him to do this and to get away with it for so long should be just dragged down to hell metaphorically. Right, there's this talk now about new evidence, but I, but I look back to this quote, and it's from retired Palm Beach Police Chief Michael Ryder. He supervised the police probe, and he said, this is not a he said, she said situation. This was 50-something she's and one he, and the she's all basically told the same story. And Acosta, whose defenders have tried to downplay his involvement in this deal, which appears to me to just be crazy. He was U.S. attorney, like he oversaw it. And his actions at that time, to me, seem incredibly suspect. As a by the Miami Herald. In email after email, Acosta and the lead federal prosecutor acquiesced to Epstein's legal team's demands, which often focused on ways to limit the scandal by shutting out his victims and the media, including suggesting that the charges be filed in Miami instead of Palm Beach, where Epstein's victims live. But hey, that's a story, my opinion, and of course, now I pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts on this? What do you want to see happen? What other questions do you have in your mind? Let me know what you're thinking and why in those comments down below. And that's where we're going to end today's show. And remember, if you like this video, let us know. Hit that like button. Also, if you're new here, you want more of these daily dives into the news, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Definitely ring that bell to turn on notifications. Also, if you're not 100% filled in, you want some more, you can check out one of these two deep dives that we also uploaded. But with that said, of course, as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.